0: As we stand remaining before the Lord, shall we turn to First Timothy, chapter one, verses twelve to seventeen. The epistle of Paul to Timothy, First Timothy chapter one, verses twelve to seventeen. Amen. Father, we are grateful to you for your word. We pray that you will minister to us. We pray that your spirit will will work in each and every one of our lives, Father. We yield our lives to you. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon us, Lord. We pray that you will deal with each and every one of us. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in Jesus' name and we take victory here. To Christ be the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please be seated. Apostle Paul is grateful for the grace that he's experiencing in his life. As he pens, as he writes to Timothy, he's talking about Christ, the enabler. Christ the Appointer. Christ the Merciful One. Christ the Transformer. Christ the Savior. Christ the One who bestows grace in an abundant measure. To Paul, his life evolves around. Christ, praise the Lord. He looks back into his own life and he ponders on what Christ has done in his life, praise the Lord. He's drawing a graph from the life that he had to where he has come. And he says, it's all nothing but Christ. Praise the Lord. He burst into thanksgiving when he ponders on Christ, the enabler. He put emphasis on not just simply what Paul did, but rather what the Lord has done for him. When we look into our own lives, quite often we have so much to say about ourselves Paul does say where he was and what he did, but he doesn't stop there, rather moves on to say how Christ has enabled him, praise the Lord. It is more important for us to brag and to talk about what Christ did in us, for us, and what Christ continues to do through us. Praise the Lord. Regardless, whatever we do for him, no matter how much we do for him, praise God. It's all nothing but, as the songwriter says, just a tiny offering compared to Calvary. Praise the Lord. Look what Paul is saying. He's saying that I was a blasphemer, meaning I used my words against Jesus. I was a persecutor. I did harm to those who believed in Jesus. I was insolent, cruelty, and abuse that he used against those who relied and trusted on Jesus. But Paul is saying that all these things that I did, I was wrong. I was sincerely wrong. Praise God. Paul's admission is a somber reminder that anyone could be wrong even when they think they are right, praise the Lord. Quite often in our world, in where we live and what we do, we quite often justify our rational, our logic, our thinking And our actions. And that's exactly what Paul thought too. As he was persecuting the church, Paul thought that he was doing something which was right. Looking into our own lives, we ought to take an inventory of our lives and our actions and ask ourselves, Lord, am I indulging in something? That I think it is right, but actually it is wrong. Praise the Lord. Can that happen? Yes, it can happen to the best of us. Jeremiah puts it up like this. He says, above all else, the heart is a deceitful thing. Who can understand it? In other words, our heart has the potential To deceive us into believing wrong to be right. Praise the Lord. When Paul is saying, listen, I was sincerely, I was wrong. Because I did what I did in ignorance. Praise the Lord. So let me ask you, what if we are wrong thinking that we are doing right? What happens? Praise the Lord. Well, I think. What happened to Paul can also happen to any one of us. What is that? What happened to Paul? Even when we think the, right, the wrong is right and we are wrong, you can always trust God to do the right, praise the Lord. He doesn't have to team up with us to show that he is friendly with us. He doesn't have to team up with us to get our nod of approval. He's not looking for acceptance. Those are things that people do in order to get the nod of approval from people. Acceptance from people. Quite often, even so-called Christians, they nod their head and they go along with the flow. Not Christ. When we are wrong. He would let us know that we are wrong. And you and I can expect God, who is the source of truth. Jesus, who is the embodiment of truth. The Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth, to lead us in the right path. God always does that which is right. And so when Paul was sincerely wrong. God did that which was right. Do you know what God did? What did he do to Paul? He knocked him down from his high horse and put him straight. Praise the Lord. So when we do go wrong, God has a way of correcting us. Praise the Lord. He corrects us because he loves us. He corrects us because he wants us to be treading On the right path. He corrects us. So that we could be. Reaching our destiny. And destination. That Christ has ordered. And ordained. For each and every one of us. Praise the Lord. Paul is saying. Christ is. Praise the Lord. The enabler. Praise the Lord. He does things. That which is right. Praise the Lord. Paul As he pens down, he is talking about how merciful Christ has been to him. Praise the Lord. He relates his past not to bask in the errors of life, but rather to show how merciful God has been to him. Praise the Lord. He wants to glorify God who has been merciful to him, who has forgiven him. Praise the Lord. It is a reminder to all of us, regardless of what season that we go through in our lives, that no sin lies beyond the scope of God's forgiveness. Praise the Lord. If you see someone erring in their life, if you see someone and you think looking at their lifestyle that they are hopeless, Paul is writing he's saying, listen, Christ was merciful to me and my life is an exhibition of the fact. Regardless of how deep one can go into sin, how far one can venture, how dark that they can get into the darkest, wildest elements of life, praise God, there is no sin that is beyond the scope of God's forgiveness. Praise God. That gives me so much assurance, so much joy and confidence that God does not write anyone off. Praise the Lord. His mercy seeks and search for those who are erring in life so that He can bring them back. He can put them back on the right track. Praise God. Yes, quite often those who are recipients of the mercy of God, those who receive forgiveness, at times we are not willing to give forgiveness. Recipients of forgiveness, recipients of grace, have to become gracious and they have to extend grace. Praise the Lord. As much as we receive grace, as much as we receive forgiveness, we also ought to be people who extend grace, who give, forgives people who offend us. That's not enough at times. We ought to forgive ourselves also. Do you know there are so many people in this world, even so-called Christians, ...who are not able to forgive themselves. They would think about the past... ...the errors of the past... ...the things that they have done wrong... ...or the actions that they have taken... ...and they cannot forgive themselves. Day and night they live in torment. They are traumatized by their own action. God who forgives us of our sins... We ought to become people who extend forgiveness to others at the same time. We have to experience that warmth flow of God's forgiveness flowing through our lives and believing that once the Lord has forgiven us, once He has erased our past, erased our sins, regardless of how dark it is, That it is once and for all erased. Praise the Lord. Paul continues to say that Christ is not only the enabler. Christ is not only the merciful one. He is saying Christ is the transformer. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The transforming power of God runs through every child of God. Praise God. The Holy Spirit in us, the Word of God in us, hallelujah, constantly works within us, hallelujah, transforming us, bringing about a radical change in our lives. Praise the Lord. When God saved us, He intends that every one of us will become to look like His Son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That we will become partakers of the divine nature of Christ. Hallelujah. He wants us to be transformed into the likeness of His Son. Praise God. So the work of Christ in us does not cease with us Receiving grace and forgiveness. But it continues to do a thorough work in us. So that we are transformed from inside to outside. There is a change. A radical change in those who believe in Christ. Paul is saying, listen guys. I was a persecutor. But Jesus transformed me. Now I am a propagator. Praise the Lord. Can you imagine in their wildest dream, the people in his time could not believe that this man who was the enemy of cross, who was a persecutor of the church, now promotes the cause of Christ, now propagates the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's because Jesus, the power of cross, the message of cross Transform us. Hallelujah. Praise God. It does a deeper, wider work in those who believe in Jesus. Hallelujah. He calls himself chief of sinners. Hallelujah. That's in the past. Paul's salvation is demonstrating something that God did in the very depth of his life. It shows the divine nature of God. It shows the character of God. It shows that God is merciful and long-suffering. Praise God. It shows that God's grace can reach the unreachable. It shows that no one needs to be written off. Praise God. It shows the love of God can go Further than what you and I can dream. It shows, hallelujah, the hands of God can reach into areas, into lives that people have written off. Praise God. The good news of Jesus has the power to transform lives. Folks, praise God. Our lives as Jesus transforms us. Praise God. We become a living episode. That shows to the world not ourselves but what God does in us. Praise God. So, as we go out into the world, praise God, as God continues to transform us slowly but steadily, we continue to emit, praise the Lord, continue to radiate, continue to exhibit the grace. And the glory of God as it continues to work in us. Bringing forth the kind of change that God desires in each and every one of our lives. Look at this. He's saying that Christ did what? He bestowed grace abundantly. Praise the Lord. What a beautiful verse. And as I was pondering about it, I thought... Our God is a God of abundance. Praise the Lord. Do you know God is a God of abundance? My God is not stingy. My God is not miserly. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When he pardons, do you know how he pardons? Isaiah 55, 7 says, God pardons abundantly. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, people, when they pardon you, praise the Lord, they measure it. They think about it. They talk about it. They debate about it. Praise the Lord. And when they pardon, it's always measured. It's always conditional. Praise God. But when we confess our sins, when we repent of our wrongdoing, my Bible says, God pardons abundantly hallelujah he's a god of abundance amen praise god no wonder paul breaks into praise and he says that he has poured grace into his life in an abundant exceedingly abundantly Praise the Lord. Remember what Jesus said in John chapter ten, ten, as he's saying listen the thief comes to steal to kill and to destroy but I have come so that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Praise the Lord. When there is an enemy that wants to sap the strength out of you, sap the energy out of you, sap the stamina out of you, want to steal your joy, kill your happiness, destroy, create havoc and chaos in your life. uh, Jesus said, I came so that you can have abundance of life. My friend, Jesus came so that you and I can have abundance. Abundance of life, the fullness of life, the overflowing life, the spirit-filled life. Praise God. The question this morning is: Are you experiencing the abundance of life that a God who gives everything abundantly wants you to experience? Praise the Lord. He's, he pardons in abundantly. He gives life abundantly. And Paul, writing to Ephesians, says, Ephesians 3.20, that our God, he does exceedingly and abundantly, much more than what we ask or imagine. Praise the Lord, can you imagine this? Paul is saying, God of abundance, he does what? He does exceedingly abundantly. Praise the Lord. More than what we ask, more than what we imagine. In other words, our asking is limited compared to the abundance of Christ. Praise the Lord. Our imagination has limitations compared to the abundance that Christ has for us. As finite being, we quite do not comprehend or can't understand the infinity of God. Hallelujah. God who is infinite. Hallelujah. God who can do things exceedingly, abundantly, More than what we ask or imagine according to the power of God that is at work within our lives. So this morning, yield yourself to Him so that He can do a work in us. His power can flow in us. His power can transform us. Transform our thinking. Transform our perspective. Transform our horizon. Transform our mindset about God. About what He can do. Praise God. From being limited to becoming limitless. Praise God. Allowing the power of the Holy Spirit to flow in us. So that God can perform an exceedingly abundantly work in you and me. Paul, looking at himself, says, you know what? Grace has been poured into my life in an abundant measure. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look what he's saying, that Christ not only saved him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to ponder here for a minute, okay? You know, quite often we are also satisfied with the saving experience. But there is much more beyond that. Paul in this portion is saying, it's true that Christ came to save the sinners. I am the chief of sinners. But you know what? Christ doesn't just leave us there. Praise God. He does not pull us out of the mighty clay. Put our feet on the rock and leave us alone. Praise God. Paul is saying, listen. It's true that I was a chief of the sinner and Jesus saved me. What else did he do? He is saying that he counted me faithful and he has appointed me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Appointing him to service. Praise the Lord. In other words, when God saves a person, he just doesn't save him and leave him out there. God does a work in him. He considers him, counts him as faithful and appoints him to a service. Praise God. Hallelujah. What kind of service does God appoint his children to? Look, Paul is talking about himself. He stands before King Agrippa and he's saying, listen King Agrippa, he's sharing his experience on that road to Damascus. How Jesus appeared to him. His transformation from persecutor to a propagator. In 26:18 Acts 26.18, he talks about it. He says, God has appointed me to do what? Number one, to open their eyes. So that they may turn from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan to God. Then they will receive the forgiveness for their sins and be given a place among God's people who are set apart by faith in him. Paul is saying, listen, King Agrippa, this is a vision that Christ gave me. He not only saved me, but he gave me a purpose to life. Praise the Lord. God saves us and he gives us a purpose to life. Praise the Lord. We are driven. We should be driven. We are motivated. We should be motivated. Praise the Lord. With what God wants to do... Through our lives, praise the Lord. Christian life is not a meaningless life. When God saves us, he gives us a vision and a mission to pursue so that we can fulfill what God wants us to fulfill in and through our lives. You see Paul's vision, praise the Lord. Do you see your vision through Paul's life? Praise the Lord. Do you see any element of his vision, praise the Lord, reflecting into your lives? Listen, before God puts us in a mission, he works in us. I'll explain it. Paul is saying, God wants me to open their eyes because this is what Christ tells him. Praise the Lord. God wants us, him to open their eyes. Whose those whose eyes are blinded by sin and by Satan. The Bible says the God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbeliever so that they cannot see the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. So Paul is saying he wants me to open their eyes. But before Paul opens their eyes, God did what? Christ opened his eyes. Praise the Lord. Before God uses us to minister, he needs to minister to us. Praise the Lord. Before we become an instrument in his hand, we have to allow his instruments to work in our lives. Praise the Lord. Before he goes out with the gospel that can open blind eyes. Praise the Lord. His eyes were opened by Christ. Likewise, God has to do a number, a work in us before he can work through us. Praise the Lord. Bringing people out of darkness into light. Praise the Lord. Isn't that what God has done for us? Praise God. He has called us out of darkness into marvelous light praise the lord those who have been called out of darkness into marvelous light has been called to do to declare the praises of him who has called us out praise the lord so God, want, God wanted to use him as an instrument who will deliver people out of the hands of Satan and usher them into the presence of God. Likewise, every child of God, one way or the other, in one degree or other, we are called to do what? To reach out to those who are sinking in sin. Praise the Lord. So as recipients of grace... We ought to be grateful, thankful, trusting the Lord in our lives. Listen what Paul is saying. That it is an accepted saying that Christ Jesus came to save the sinners. Praise the Lord. The closer one gets to Jesus, they will understand. Praise the Lord. The depth of grace and the depth of their own Sin, praise the Lord, but it's a fact that the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which is lost luke nineteen ten praise the Lord, Jesus specializes in finding that which is lost, regardless of where they are lost. There are people lost out in the world, but do you know the path the the, the the most intriguing thing is there are also people lost within the church. Praise the Lord. It's one to be one thing to be lost out in the world, but it's quite something else to be in the church yet be lost. Praise the Lord. The sheep, uh, one sheep out of the hundred, was lost out in the open. But do you know the woman who had ten coins, her coin was lost where? It was lost. Within the house. Regardless of where you are. Whether you are out lost. Whether you are listening to me online. And you are lost. Or you are sitting in the house. And yet you are lost. Praise God. Jesus seeks you out. And he came to seek and to search. That which is lost. And if he is seeking you. One of these days. He's is going to find you. And he is going to restore you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Regardless of where we are. Lost out in the world. Lost in the house. Lost in the pew. Hopeless. Forgotten. Jesus can reach each and every one of us. Praise the Lord. When he reaches out to us, our response to grace is very important. How do we respond to grace? Are we going to receive grace or not? reject grace our response to grace is important either people receive grace or they reject grace Paul goes on to say about Christ the exhibitor praise the Lord look at what Paul is saying Paul is saying I was a blasphemer I was a persecutor I was insolent hallelujah He's saying that if God can save me, he can save anyone. Praise the Lord. If God can use me, he can use anyone. Wow, what a piece of exhibition. Praise the Lord. Would you like to be an exhibit of God? Are you an exhibit piece of God? Are you a trophy of God's grace? when people look at you, what goes through their mind? Praise the Lord. Can they look at you and say, wow, here goes the grace of God. Praise the Lord. Can we look into our own lives and say, I am nothing but the grace of God. Paul is saying that I have been saved, he has enabled me, he has counted me faithful, and he has appointed me into ministry so that, praise God, I become a pattern to the people around me. Those who are living a hopeless life, those who are living in sin, when they look at me, praise Lord, they can say, if God can save him." God can save me. If God can do a work in him, God can do a work in me. If God can use him, God can use me. Praise the Lord. You and I are on display. Praise the Lord. We are exhibits of God's grace. Praise the Lord. You and I are called to radiate with the grace and the glory of God. Hallelujah. Throughout the scripture, don't we see that? He picked up Matthew the tax collector and he made him a scribe who wrote about the life of Jesus. Praise the Lord. He transformed the life of the Samaritan woman. She goes back into her village and says, come and see a man who said everything about me. When Jesus transforms us, when he changes us inside out, We cannot hold it down. We cannot contain it. We cannot keep it. We have to talk about Him. We have to brag about Him. We have to share about Him. Praise God. Because we are a display piece in the hands of God. Hallelujah. Remember, the demon-possessed man of Gadara. Praise the Lord. When Jesus delivered him, the 6,000, the 2,000, Demons, 6,000 demons in him came out of him. Praise God. What happened? He, he came back to his sanity. Praise the Lord. His area of roaming was what? He was roaming in the, in the graveyard. Praise the Lord. God, Jesus transformed him. And he became what? An emissary of Jesus an evangelist that started evangelizing in Decapolis, 10 cities. Praise the Lord. Wow. Praise God. One who was confined. By chains, one who was contained by evil power. When Jesus set him free, praise God, he became a marvel, he became a wonder man, he became a superman, he became the, the man who told about Jesus, the miracle working man who can set people free. Hallelujah! Look at the change. That came about in Mary Magdalene's life. She was also bound by demons. But Jesus set her free. Hallelujah. She became an emissary. A messenger who carried the news of Jesus' resurrection for the very first time. Praise God what Christ can do in our lives. Praise God. He not only saves us. He appoints us so that you and I can become a display piece that shows the grace and the glory of God. You know, he not only, praises God, he does what? He not only appoints us, he empowers us and he enables us. Paul says, God has appointed me, Christ has appointed me and enabled me. Praise the Lord. If you have to understand the enabling power, you look into the life of Gideon. Gideon was scared and he was afraid. The angel of the Lord comes and calls him, Oh, you mighty man of valor. He says, Who, me? There is something wrong here. He says, No, you are a mighty man of valor. After the conversation, praise the Lord, the angel of the Lord says, You go in this strength. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When God talks to you. When God puts your life back together. Praise the Lord. He not only appoints you. He enables you. Praise the Lord. That which is dormant in you. Praise the Lord. The grace that is dormant in you. The talents that are dormant in you. The abilities that are dormant in you. The skills that are dormant in you. The world might have belittled you. You might have looked at yourself and belittled yourself. but when Jesus looks at you and say, you go in this strength, that which is dormant in you, it is activated. it is reactivated. it comes to its fullest potential and you move in the power of God because he is not only Hallelujah, one who appoints you, he enables you. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. Yes, He enables us. Hallelujah. Look at your life and ask yourself, you've been saved. Praise God. Hallelujah. How much of exhibit are we for Christ? Praise God. The Lord has appointed you and me, every one of us in certain capacities in certain places. Praise the Lord. Paul is saying, God has considered me faithful and he has appointed me. Praise the Lord. Imagine, you know what that means? It means the Lord counts on you and me to fulfill the task that is entrusted upon us. Listen to me very carefully, church. Praise the Lord. He has saved us. He has appointed us. He has enabled us. God is counting on us. Can God count on you, my friend? Can God count on you? He trusts that you and I will get the job done. That's what Paul says. He's saying that he has considered me faithful and he has appointed me to a task. In other words, God counts on you and me to get the job done. Can he really count on you? Through the challenges, through the hurdles, through the obstacles, through hardships, through afflictions, through mood swings. When you are not appreciated. When you are overlooked. When you are undermined. When you are underappreciated. When you are undervalued by people. Can God still count on you to get the job done. Just because he has enabled you does not mean there will be no challenges. Paul had so many challenges, but he's saying he has enabled me, and that enablement gives me the strength. To override every challenges that comes from any quarters of life. Sometimes you get tired, right? Oh, people don't appreciate me. They do not value me. You know, they don't care. Sometimes we go through mood swings, through all these things, guys. Can God count on us to get the job done? Hallelujah. Praise God. He trusts us that we will get the job done. Praise God. Yes. And the interesting thing is, He has given us all the resources that we need to get the job done. When He appoints you into a place, He enables you, and he gives you the resources that you need to get the job done. You and I are here for a time period, and there is a job with our name written on it, there is a custom cut. Assignment for you and for me. Regardless of the challenges. From outside or inside. From home quarters or out in the field. God expects us to get the job done. Why? Because he has released every resource that you need. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The grace of God that redeems us. It reforms us. And that grace is supplied in an abundant measure to make you and me a factor. And he pours the spirit within us. The power, the dynamic power that has been given into us so that we can activate, we can work for him and get the assignment done. Praise him. Hallelujah. I want you to think for a minute, one minute. In your vision, in your mind, right now, on that screen, can you see your assignment? If you don't see your assignment, pull out your pen and write on that screen your assignment. This is my assignment. Underneath, can you write... Lord, you can trust me to get the job done. Praise God. Christ went all the way to Calvary for you and me to get the job done. On the cross he said, "It is finished." And then he called you and me and gave you and me an assignment. He don't want you to do a half-hearted job. He don't want you to throw in the towel halfway through. Praise God. He don't want to call it quits because he wants you to look at Jesus up on the cross who went all the way through and said, it is finished. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Paul says he has counted me faithful. And he has interested me with an assignment how long you have to be faithful until your last breath faithful until your last breath faithful to him faithful to the course faithful to the assignment faithful to your spouse faithful to your family Faithful to the body of Christ. Faithful to the one who has called you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Leave. Don't judge the faithfulness of others. Judge yourself. Examine yourself and ask yourself. Are you faithful in the arena that God has called you and me out? Praise the Lord. When the chips are down. When we stand before him. I don't know about you. I always pray Lord. I want to hear that words of the master. Well done. Thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over. Praise God. Can God count on you my friend. To get the job. All eyes closed. All eyes closed. Jesus. Hallelujah. Ask yourself. Where are you? With the assignment that is given to you. You are one of a kind. Praise God. The grace that adorns you. The skills that are embedded in you. Praise God. The talents that are plugged into you. You are one of a kind. And he trusts that you will get the job done. The qualms of people. The whims of people. The report of people. The criticism of people. Does that pull the drive away from you? If so, this morning, I want you to get yourself plugged into him. Who looks at you and says, I poured so much into you. I want you to get the job done. Praise God. Hallelujah. Christ, the enabler. Christ, the equipper. Christ, the energizer. Christ, the exhibitor. Is Christ the evaluator? He's evaluating my life your life. He's saying, so much grace poured into you. When I evaluate you this morning, how do you fare? Praise. We're going to sing a song. I want you to rise up before the Lord. As we sing a song, allow the Spirit of God to go into the depths of your heart. And if you are in a lethargic state, yank you out of your lethargic state. If what has been poured into you has become stagnant and dormant, praise Lord! allow Him to stir it up. May the love of God stir it up. May the faithfulness of God stir it up. May what Christ did for you stir it up. Listen. May the love of God stir it up. May the grace of God stir it up. May what Christ did for you stir it up. If it is left dormant, if it is left stagnant, if it is left in a state of Unstilled, undisturbed manner. God will have to stir it up. You might be thinking that you are right. Remember, Paul thought he was right, but he was wrong. And in order to make a wrong right, Christ had to topple him of his high horse so that he could correct from wrong to right. Christ. God always employs love. God always employs grace. God always sends his messenger. God always beckons us with his spirit saying, "Start up! Stand up! Wake up, wake up, wake up. I pour so much in you. When we still continue, then he uses different measures because he cares for us. You and I are still his investment. In every investment, there is a return expected. Are you yielding the return? What has been invested in you? Heaven's looking for a return. Heaven's looking for a dividend. Can heaven expect a dividend from you? Yield yourself yield yourself to the Word. This is strictly between you and Jesus. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Send an SOS to him. Send an SMS to him. Send a message to him. From your heart to his heart. From your heart to his heart. Send him, tell him, you can count on me. I am awake.